This November, annual Sherlock's VIP sign-ups receive a free Cocoa and Eve super nourishing coconut and fig hair mask worth £34.90. Purchase VIP as a gift or sign up yourself for just £5 a month or £50 for the year and join the most exclusive VIP scheme in London. From restaurant openings and discounts at bars and hotels to beauty and wellness offers, Sherlock's partners with London's best venues, suppliers and brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. Visit sherlocksvip.com to find out more. Time poor? Never get around to watching or reading the news? Aware you're not quite as on top of what's happening in the world as you should be? Well, the Brief Daily from Sherlux.com is the daily email that brings you the scoop on the breaking news and current affairs you need to know about each day. In this weekly podcast, we round up all those stories into one neat episode. So subscribe, keep listening and stay informed. Today is the 22nd of November and the main stories in the brief this week are New Work and Pension Secretary Amber Rudd has contradicted the Prime Minister by suggesting the threat of no Brexit was more likely than an exit from the UK with no deal. Rudd claimed Parliament would prevent the UK from crashing out of the EU without a Brexit deal, even if the government's chosen agreement fails to win the approval of MPs. She was later backed up by Liz Truss, Chief Secretary to the Treasury, who said, If my colleagues don't vote for the PM's deal in Parliament, we are in serious danger of not leaving at all. The comments go against earlier statements by Theresa May, who has argued the most likely consequence of MPs opposing her Brexit agreement in Parliament is the UK crashing out of the Union with no deal in place. The Prime Minister met with EU Commission President Jean-Claude Juncker in Brussels yesterday in a bid to progress ongoing negotiations over the future UK-EU relationship. May will travel to Brussels again on the eve of Sunday's EU summit in a last-ditch attempt to finalise her deal. The meeting comes amid objection from Spanish leaders, threatening to block the agreement if changes were not made to the declaration regarding Gibraltar. The chairman of the Metropolitan Police Federation has spoken out against the public's lack of support for its officers. Ken Marsh said police officers were reaching a point where they may have to risk assess situations before attempting to detain suspects. And if deemed unsafe, just let them go. Speaking in response to a video taken in South Croydon on Saturday depicting the violent assault of two police officers, Marsh said... We don't come to work to get assaulted, and if we're not going to be backed up in what we're doing, then what is the point? The video was widely shared online and shows several cars driving by as the officers are attacked. A senior Met police officer has responded to Marsh's comments, warning the public against intervening in the case of violent offenders. Met Assistant Commissioner Sir Steve House cautioned against the involvement of the public in such situations, saying passers-by should only help if they can safely do so. Sir Steve highlighted officers' training to deal with volatile situations and in an apparent rebuke of Marsh's comments added that officers recognise the public's overwhelming support for the work we do. President Trump has allegedly gone against a CIA investigation announcing his support for Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed. The US intelligence agency reportedly concluded the prince ordered the murder of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi last month. However, in a statement on Wednesday, Trump said there was nothing definitive linking the Crown Prince to Khashoggi's death quoting Saudi officials by describing the dissident journalist as an enemy of the state. Despite calls from US senators for sanctions against Saudi Arabia for its involvement in Khashoggi's murder, Trump's statement focused on the country as an important ally and customer for US arms sales. Elsewhere, Saudi Arabia has faced growing criticism for its involvement in the conflict in Yemen, which has seen approximately 85,000 young children die from malnutrition. The three-year battle has caused the world's worst humanitarian crisis, according to the UN. A Saudi-led coalition has created a partial blockade, meaning vital supplies cannot enter the country. 
Saudi Arabia is backing the reinstatement of Yemen President Abdrabu Mansour Hadi, who was ousted in 2015 by the Houthi rebel movement. In UK news, a former Wales rugby captain has revealed he was the victim of a homophobic attack in Cardiff on Friday. Speaking in a video posted to social media on Sunday, Gareth Thomas said he had been attacked for his sexuality. The 16-year-old boy responsible for the attack, which left Thomas with visible cuts and bruises to his face, admitted to the attack and has since apologised to Thomas face-to-face via restorative justice. Thomas came out as gay in 2009 and has been outspoken about homophobia in the sporting world as a campaigner for LGBT plus rights. A woman has been jailed after investigators discovered she'd been practising as a psychiatrist for 22 years on forged papers. Zolia Alemi's fake career was discovered by the Cumbrian newspaper News and Star after she was sentenced to five years in prison for trying to defraud an elderly patient by faking her will. The paper found Alemi had failed her first year of medical school, but registered as a doctor by forging a degree certificate, primary medical qualification and a letter of recommendation. Alemi's case has prompted a review of all doctors registered with the General Medical Council. The council described the case as incredibly rare, stating, Our processes are far stronger now, with rigorous testing in place to ensure those joining the register are fit to work in the UK. The House of Lords has rejected the recommendation of a parliamentary watchdog to bar Lord Leicester of Hernhill from the chamber. The watchdog suggested banning Lord Leicester for three years after he was accused by women's rights campaigner Jasvinder Sangira of offering to make her a baroness in exchange for sex. The House of Lords has now rejected the watchdog's recommendation, voting instead to refer the case back to its committee for privileges and conduct. The vote followed concerns among peers that Lord Leicester's disciplinary case had been manifestly unfair. Sangira was working with Lord Leicester at the time of the alleged incident in 2006. The Lord's rejection of the ban has been met with anger by MPs, with MP Sarah Champion calling it a despicable perversion of justice. Lord Leicester has denied the allegations. The Foreign Secretary has used a diplomatic visit to Iran to push for the release of British national Nazanin Zaghari Ratcliffe. Jeremy Hunt addressed the ongoing imprisonment of Zaghari Ratcliffe, a charity worker at the Thomas Reuters Foundation, who has now been held in Iran for over two years on allegations of espionage. Speaking ahead of the visit, Hunt attacked Iran's use of British prisoners as tools of diplomatic leverage, adding, innocent British-Iranian dual nationals imprisoned in Iran must be returned to their families in Britain. Zaghari Ratcliffe was visiting family in Iran at the time of her arrest. Her husband, Richard Ratcliffe, who has campaigned tirelessly for her release, has welcomed Hunt's renewed efforts, saying he believed Hunt was taking his wife's case more seriously than former Foreign Secretary Boris Johnson. Black cab rapist John Warboys is to remain in prison after the parole board ruled to reverse its earlier decision on his release. News the board had decided to release the serial sex attacker provoked public outrage last year and led the High Court to order Warboys' case to be reassessed. Parole board chair Nick Hardwick was also forced to resign in the wake of the outcry. The board has now confirmed the reassessment was complete and the serial rapist would remain behind bars. Warboys has served 10 years and 9 months after being handed a minimum of 8 years in 2009. He was found guilty of 19 offences against 12 victims including rape, sexual assault and drugging, although police believe he could be responsible for as many as 105 sexual offences. Former England footballer Paul Gascoigne has been charged with sexual assault following an incident on a train from York to Durham last year. According to the British Transport Police, the 51-year-old was arrested at Durham Station on the 20th of August last year and later released. He's been charged with one count of sexual assault by touching and is due to appear at Newton Aycliffe Magistrates Court next month. The former England midfielder took to Twitter on Monday, claiming he was innocent and suggesting the police officers who charged him had requested selfies and autographs. Gascoigne retired in 2004 and has since faced a public battle with addiction. 
He has previous criminal charges for drink driving and possession of cocaine. A new gambling commission audit has found the number of children with gambling problems has risen to 55,000. The audit reveals children aged 11 to 16 are staking an average of £16 a week on gambling restricted to over-18s, including fruit machines, bingo and online games. It also found children were being impacted by gambling advertising, with two-thirds reporting seeing the ads on television. Video games featuring loot boxes or chance-based prizes likened to poker machines were also seen to draw as many as one million young people into gambling. The Church of England has responded to the findings, describing them as deeply concerning, with St Albans Bishop, the Right Reverend Alan Smith, labelling the rise in child gamblers a generational scandal. The Women and Equalities Minister has announced a new initiative that will see the Conservative Party focus on improving the lives of low-paid and unskilled women. Speaking at the Bright Blue Think Tank on Wednesday, Penny Mordaunt said there had been significant progress in improving the gender balance on company boards and closing the gender pay gap among high earners, with the government now focused on low-paid women. Mordaunt said her department wanted to help those facing multiple barriers to independence, including women who are economically inactive due to caring responsibilities. A fund of £600,000 has been established to help women who have been affected by homelessness, domestic abuse or mental health problems return to work. A British academic arrested on his way home from a PhD research trip in the United Arab Emirates has been sentenced to life in jail. Matthew Hedges, 31, travelled to the UAE to research his thesis, but was arrested and accused of spying by the country's authorities in May. After being held in a UAE prison for over six months, yesterday Hedges was sentenced in court. The hearing lasted just five minutes and Hedges was not granted a lawyer. His wife, Daniela Tejada, will today meet with Foreign Secretary Jeremy Hunt to discuss the case. Hunt described Hedges' sentence as extremely worrying and said the UAE, usually considered a British ally, will face serious diplomatic consequences. Hedges has 30 days to appeal against the court's verdict. In health news, US researchers have found a link between cold, dark climates and heavy alcohol consumption. Using information from the World Health Organization, the study examined data from across 193 countries – The research showed areas with fewer hours of sunlight and lower temperatures were also home to higher incidences of binge drinking and liver disease. Dr Peter McCann of Scotland's Castle Craig Hospital, a drug and alcohol rehabilitation clinic, helped contribute to the study. Dr McCann said the research proved weather-related alcohol consumption is directly linked to the chance of developing life-threatening liver cirrhosis. He also called for the problem to be addressed through the introduction of stricter laws on alcohol pricing and advertising particularly in the darker winter months. England's chief medical officer has advised shoppers to choose organic or high-welfare meat in their food shop in a bid to fight the rise of antibiotic-resistant bugs. Dame Sally Davies said consumers could use their buying power to encourage the reduction of antibiotic use in the food industry. Around 70% of global antibiotic use goes into farming livestock, with animals in some countries fed the drugs to improve growth and protect against infection. Dame Sally said consumers could purchase organic meat or red tractor-labelled produce in UK supermarkets, sourced from farms with very low antibiotic use. The advice follows previous warnings from Dame Sally on the growing threat of antibiotic-resistant bacteria. The overuse of antibiotics has led to increased resistance among bacteria, which could render the drugs ineffective in treating common infections. A survey by Radio 5 Live has found stress to be the biggest negative aspect influencing the sex lives of British adults – A survey of 2,066 Brits on their attitudes to sex and relationships discovered 45% of respondents rated stress as a problem in their sex lives, cited more frequently than any other factor. Physical health, mental health and having kids were also ranked among the most frequently cited factors negatively affecting sex. 
Therapist at relationship support organisation Relate, Ellen Brady, supported the survey's findings, saying, We're seeing an awful lot of clients with anxiety issues. Anxiety and sex just don't sit together at all. A report by campaign group Survivors Against Terror has revealed the need for dramatic improvement in mental health provision as terror victims struggle to access care. The report describes a profound crisis with some people affected by terror attacks forced to wait over a year for counselling or psychotherapy. It surveyed the experiences of 271 people who were injured or had relatives hurt or killed in terror attacks. Over three quarters said mental health services required improvement. Care in the immediate aftermath of the attacks was praised, however, with 60% of respondents describing the support provided by paramedics as very good or exceptional. The chairwoman of Survivors Against Terror, Charlotte Dixon-Sutcliffe, said the shocking stories of those affected seemed increasingly like the norm. Dixon-Sutcliffe said despite government promises to prioritise mental health, survivors were being routinely let down. Environment News. 82 people have been arrested in London for obstructing a public highway after a climate change protest blocked multiple bridges across the Thames on Saturday. Demonstrators, organised by the environmental campaign group Extinction Rebellion, gathered on Lambeth Bridge in a bid to force the government to treat climate change and mass extinctions as a crisis. Up to 6,000 people attended the protests, which occupied Waterloo, Westminster, Lambeth, Southwark and Blackfriars Bridges in one of the most significant acts of mass civil disobedience in decades. The UK is to be hit by a sweep of snow and icy conditions in the coming days, according to forecasters. Tuesday night saw areas including Cumbria, Derbyshire and East Sussex face snowfall and strong winds, making temperatures feel as low as minus 8 degrees Celsius. Forecasters have warned many more areas in the highest regions of England, Scotland and Wales could also see snow, with freezing sleet likely to fall along the coast. Some experts suggest the chilly weather could remain until Christmas, as sub-zero winds travel from the North Pole and Eastern Europe to the UK. Britons have been urged to enjoy the milder temperatures before the weather turns, with some retailers fearing the impact of another beast from the east in the run-up to Christmas. The snowstorm struck earlier this year and saw 40% of retailers report a plunge in sales. In business news, consumer group Witch has found almost 9 in 10 Black Friday deals offered by retailers were in fact the same price or cheaper at other times during the year. An investigation tracking 94 popular products at major retailers across 2017 found 87% of the items were cheaper outside the Black Friday sale. The investigation looked at products including televisions, cameras and fitness tech offered by leading chains such as Curry's PC World, Amazon and John Lewis. Which managing director of home products and services, Alex Neal, urged caution, warning consumers to bag a bargain, do your research and don't get carried away by the hype when shopping in the upcoming sales. Black Friday falls on the 23rd of November, with large sales taking place in stores and online. The company behind Boots Travel Insurance is facing investigation by the General Medical Council following the deaths of customers refused treatment by the insurer. Travel insurance facilities, which trades under brands including Holiday Safe and Alpha, has been accused of repeatedly evading and misleading its policyholders. In one case, the insurer refused to fly a policyholder who suffered a heart attack in Lanzarote to a hospital with the necessary facilities to treat him. Martin Blake, 72, was eventually forced to spend his life savings on self-funding his own evacuation back to the UK. Details of the allegations sent to the Financial Conduct Authority accused the insurer of going against doctors' orders to fly patients home, denying adequate aftercare, demanding upfront payment and deliberately avoiding contact with doctors treating policyholders. Travel insurance facilities strongly refutes the allegation that financial considerations influence its clinical decisions. 
accounting firm Grant Thornton is facing an investigation following the alleged fraud committed at Patisserie Valerie. Grant Thornton was responsible for auditing Patisserie Holdings accounts and is being probed by the Financial Reporting Council, or FRC, over possible breaches of its rules. Last month saw Patisserie Valerie's former finance director, Chris Marsh, arrested after the discovery of major irregularities amounting to a £40 million black hole in the company's accounts. He's yet to be charged with any crimes in relation to the case. The FRC is to investigate the last three years of Grant Thornton's audits of the cafe chain's accounts, including the approval of financial statements by Marsh. It could lead to Grant Thornton and Marsh facing a tribunal, possibly resulting in a fine or individual accountants being banned from practising. A spokesperson for the accounting firm said Grant Thornton would fully cooperate with the investigation. Elsewhere in the world... President Trump has angered some in California after claiming the state's devastating wildfires were a result of poor forest management. Three major wildfires have claimed the lives of 77 people in California, with nearly 1,000 people still unaccounted for, as firefighters continue to battle the blazes. The president has provoked anger among some survivors of the fires by attacking the state's forest management, claiming preventative steps should have been done many years ago. Many in California resent Trump's refusal to acknowledge climate change as a contributing factor to the catastrophic fires, with some protesting his recent speech in Chico with signs reading, Moron, we are in drought. Two senior surviving leaders of Cambodia's brutal communist regime have been found guilty of genocide. Pol Pot's violent regime during the 1970s saw an estimated 1.7 million Cambodians killed in mass executions and labour camps. On Friday, the leader's second-in-command, 92-year-old Noon Chea, and the regime's head of state, 87-year-old Kia Sompan, were both sentenced to life imprisonment for genocide committed between 1977 and 1979. Both are already in prison, serving life sentences for crimes against humanity. They were found responsible for extermination, torture, enslavement and mass rape, among other crimes carried out under the regime. The verdict is the culmination of years of work by the UN and the Cambodian courts. The expense and time demanded by the trials, which began in 1997, has seen them garner significant criticism. Pol Pot and many others responsible for the mass killings died before they could be brought to justice. The chairman of carmaker Nissan and chief executive of Renault is facing arrest in Japan. Carlos Gosson is to be sacked by the car manufacturers for alleged financial violations, including underreporting his income on financial statements. Nissan said Gossen and another senior executive, Greg Kelly, had understated compensation amounts in the Tokyo Stock Exchange to reduce the disclosed amount of Gossen's compensation over many years. Gossen is also alleged to have used company assets for personal use. Renault's market value plunged $2 billion in the wake of the allegations. Gossen agreed to speak to prosecutors voluntarily after being exposed by a whistleblower. A former gangster who wrote a book on how he left behind a life of crime has been shot dead just a day before its release. Former Danish gang leader Nedim Yassar, 31, was leaving his book launch in Copenhagen when he was shot. He later died of his injuries in hospital. The police are now seeking witnesses after the gunman fled on foot. Yassar quit an infamous Danish gang known as Los Guerreros in 2012 when he discovered he was going to be a father. Through the help of an exit programme, Yassar became a mentor for young people and began hosting his own radio show. His memoir, written by Mary Louise Toxvig, is entitled Roots, A Gangster's Way Out, and describes how he turned his back on a life of crime. Danish Justice Minister Soren Papo Paulsen has addressed Yassar's murder, describing it as sad and infinitely meaningless. Our facts of the week are... A Korean study has found people are more likely to make poor eating choices if they're dining with friends who opt for unhealthy meals. 
Studying dining receipts in a Korean restaurant, the researchers considered who ordered high-calorie or low-calorie dishes and who ordered first. The researchers suggested unhealthy choices may be made in solidarity with our dining partners, explaining that people in certain social contexts may consume high-calorie foods with the altruistic motive of making other people feel comfortable. The beluga whale spotted swimming in the Thames earlier this year doesn't seem to be in any rush to leave UK waters, according to experts. Nicknamed Benny the Beluga, the whale has been seen near Gravesend every week since its arrival and appears to be thriving. Beluga whales usually inhabit the far colder waters of the Arctic Oceans, leading some marine experts to express concerns over Benny's welfare in warmer waters. A Canadian gold medalist and his team were kicked out of a world curling event last weekend after their opponents complained they were extremely drunk. 2014 Sochi Olympic champ Ryan Fry and his teammates were accused of breaking curling brooms and swearing by the curling centre's management and were rejected from the event for unsportsmanlike behaviour. The squad has since apologised, with Fry saying, My actions were truly disrespectful and embarrassing. The committee was right to disqualify us from play. And finally, a German teenager has lost his driving licence less than an hour after passing his test. It took the 18-year-old just 49 minutes to lose the licence to a speeding charge as he drove home. He was caught driving at twice the legal speed limit, travelling at 60 miles per hour in a 30 mile per hour zone. Police officers suspect the teenager was trying to impress his friends in the car. They handed him a four-week ban, a hefty fine and doubled his probationary period as a new driver to four years, writing in their statement, Some things last forever, others not for an hour. That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.